Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Real Boys. I am, of course, Phil Better, the podcast mogul. Down below is my neighbor, Mitch, one Michael Colby, and to my left or right, I don't know how we do this. <laughs> it's the no-comment man himself, Dylan Terry. How are you guys doing today? Fine. <laughs> yeah, no fine. Comment. I'm doing fine. I, yeah, I actually watched a good movie today. So, oh, Boondock Saints, right up the great alley. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. Michael says it's a great movie. We're done. Bye. Nope. I watched this like three days ago. I watched a good movie today. And what was that good movie, Michael? Uh, it will be up on my daily horror movie podcast, Quick Cuts, tonight at 10 p.m. Awesome. Looking forward to that. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know, we review our, usually we're eight people here, but uh, because this is such a controversial movie, it's the second controversial movie we've had on our list, Michael having the first and I have the other one, um, funny enough. Uh, but we're reviewing Boondock Saints uh, from 1999 by Troy Duffy. We're going to just, I'm just going to give a general overview of the movie and then Michael can tell me why I'm wrong. Uh, movie opens... <laughs> Michael will give his opinion on why I this have, movie is look, bad. I have I have strong opinions on this movie. I am not going to lie about that. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm also we argued yesterday on the group chat. Yes, I don't feel like arguing. It's it's pointless. Um, so yes, How about I am debating. Going, um, without I name also I, see the thing is. I'm not going to get you to not like the movie and you're not going to get me to like if the I movie. That... So a debate is pointless. I would just like to give my opinions on the movie, but I am interested to hear your justifications of you guys have been giving me shit about Clockwork Orange for a year now. And this movie has a hundred percent of the stuff that you guys have been giving me shit about. So I want to hear how you're going to justify giving me shit and liking this movie. Cool. So go ahead. So the movie I'm opens. Here. <laughs> Dylan, Dylan's going to be playing Peacemaker uh, in this episode because it, it, it's probably going to get heated um, because we're both, me and Michael are very passionate individuals with very strong ideals. Um, even though we're probably more a line than he would like to admit. Um, no, no, no. I, I'm actually surprised most of the time on how aligned we are with stuff. Mm -hmm. That's why it's really throwing me off <laughs> So <laughs> about Mike, this particular movie. I'm going to tell you right now, this movie, if I'm rating it as a critic, yeah, it's a shit movie. I realize <laughs> okay. it's a shit right. movie. Look, okay. Look, man. however, okay. Can I can I say about Please. the about, about the shittiness of this movie? Can I let me just give the overview of the movie? Yeah, yeah. And then ahead. we can jump in. Okay. Right, so the movie go. opens in a Catholic church in Boston, South Boston to be precise, with the priest telling a story about how g the greater evil is not doing something when you see someone wrong because he's telling a story about a girl getting stabbed and the general pub doing nothing. That's the premise of the movie. It's the good in essence is allowing evil to continue. Would you agree to that, Michael? The overall yeah. arching of this movie is when good people don't do anything, bad people flourish. Yes. Because the, the mob boss, who is the primary bad guy in the movie, Papa John, he is the primary bad guy. Sure. Who, who is the main villain in this movie, Mike? Um, this is one of those movies with no 
Villain? Like, I don't like anybody in this movie. Everybody is horrible. And I usually don't have a problem with that. But in this one, we are being told that these two brothers, these two racist, homophobic brothers, and they're Italian. Michael, Michael I want to know. They're Italian, when did they say anything racist? Um, they are they are calling the their um their Italian friend slurs all over the place. Um, with, uh, so I, I can only remember one point. And if you're with your bu- buddies, okay, like I have, I have buddies who are different ethnicities, mm-hmm. uh, Italian and that. And when you're with your friends, you call each other names. Do you not call your friends names when you were younger? When I was younger. Yes. Okay, these but kids... I have grown as a person. <laughs> Michael, what age are these people? Uh, I can't even tell you that. Norman Reedus looks like he's 50 and (laughs) Sean Patrick Flannery looks like he's 13. So they're somewhere between 25 and 35 years old. Sometimes they may have not grown up from the, out of that thing because they're living in a, in a society that, and culture that dictates that it's okay to say that. That's where you have to look at what is the culture that they're in that presented the habits and formed who they are. Yeah. I grew up I grew up in a hick town with a bunch of racists. By the time I was 25, I had gotten over that because I grew as a person. Some people grow, some people don't. They grew in yeah, a different and way. And people who don't grow are not the good guys that we should be looking up to. They no one says that these brothers are good. There's uh, not one point the in the movie, movie is the movie saying does. that these brothers are good. Because they're taking out the trash that the the government and the justice system fails. As you know, at the end, they say that Papa John was uh, acquitted three times. So they took justice into their own hands to make sure that the evils does not continue. They have a scene with Rocco where they talk with Rocco about Schmecker, about how he's not supposed to be touched because he's one of the good guys. We only go after the bad guys, the pimps, the criminals that hurt the society. So they are performing the dirty job that most regular individuals do not want to take. You and I will not go out and shoot a bad person. That's not who we are. No. These people, they live in a, they live in a culture because that's where they are in their culture. They live in poverty. As you can tell by the living in a, um, I'm not sure what the, the exact words are, but an illegal loft building. They consort with criminals all the time because of where they are and the people they with Rocco. So they're for violence and criminality. They're so soaked in it from their life that it doesn't bother them when they shoot someone. When you repeat or you're in the same area or in the same culture and constantly have the same uh, stimuli, the word is wrong. It's not the right word, but you have the same constant stream of habit or connection to this uh, environment, you become to think it's okay. Just like as we do now know that using slurs against people of different ethnicities or sexuality is completely wrong. Our society has deemed it that because over time, we've come to understand that it's not right. Now, what these brothers do, I'm not saying is correct. We should have a better justice system in place. However, this movie is talking about how the failures 
of the justice system and highlighting the fact that the good people have go through hell because the bad people aren't being put away. Sean, uh, Norman Reedus even talks about it, how the rapists, the pedophiles and all them get out afterwards and they are continually allowed to continue their evil. So they feel after taking out the Russian mobs who attacked them in a bar because they threw the first punch, they hit Rocco. Yes, he was insulting them, but they still threw the first punch. So they attacked, defended their friend. Similar to the fact, I remember you guys, you mentioned something about uh, the lesbian being picked on mm -hmm. in our group chat. Uh, who threw the first punch? They were- No, 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 this, no, 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 Michael, no, no. Michael, who threw the first punch in that incident? No, no, the no. lesbian. Yeah, you do not, you, they were antagonizing her and everyone around them was on their side. Oh yeah, this is this is hilarious. Let's talk to this butch lesbian feminist about rape and they never mentioned assault rape. and like all assault? sorts of terrible misogynist they never, did, shit. Did, did and they ever then say that to her? When she no, Mike, when Mike. she fights back, then they punch her in the face. She kicks him in the fucking nuts. Yeah. And he deserved it. So how, how? Tell me. Tell me exactly how he deserved it. Because he didn't mention rape. Talking about beating your wife is kind of an assault. Even if he it's was with talking about the rule of thumb. <laughs> yes, and about striking your wife. <laughs> she incorrectly stated it was a law in old English, which it isn't. Because right. I did do my research on it. It was it's a misinformed mm -hmm. from a, a British judge called Sir Francis Bueller. It was never a law. It was right. there is nowhere in any of the English laws or even here in this in North America stating the rule of thumb states that as long as something is as wide as your thumb, you're allowed to beat your wife. Now right. in old time English, it, in England, it was allowed corrective measures, but then it got outlawed. So she was saying a falsehood and they were saying, you can't, the rule of thumb, they're making fun of it. They're making fun of it. Cause in that environment, Mike, everybody's friends and everyone fucking banters with everybody. And they wanted to see if she could banter back. She was taking herself way too seriously. Mike, you've never been in a job where everybody sh pull, calls each other names and shit to build camaraderie? I, I no. think there's a, I just think there's a difference I get out between... of situations where people talk <laughs> shit like that. Dylan, did, I'm sorry. Did, in, that in that situation, I have always interpreted their talk in that scene as them making light of domestic abuse in a way to get under her skin. Because throughout the movie, we do see that they are antagonistic towards everybody. They're antagonists. They, they antagonize people. Mm -hmm. Now, that does not justify, you know, kicking someone. It does not justify punching them in your turn. But antagonizing people does not necessarily mean that they are innocent in this situation or not the instigators. And also in this movie, it is telling us that if you're instigated, it's okay to do violence against people. That's what this whole movie is, is, is doing violence against people who you have perceived to have wronged you. Vigilante justice is outlawed for a reason because when people decide that it's okay to kill 
the people who they think are wrong, it's never it, because this actually happens in real life. And it's never against the mafia. It's never against pimps. It's never against, you know, these 100% bad guys. It's in, you know, gay nightclubs. It's in schools. It's in places where people think that other people have wronged them. So they think it's okay to go in and kill those people. That's what happens in real life. That might not be what happens in this movie, but this movie, I'm not one, I'm not someone who will say that movies create violence. They absolutely do not. I know as somebody who watches the most violent of movies, but the people who are going to be violent anyway, see this type of movie, especially this one. And they say, it's okay to kill the people who I think are wronging me. And then they kill the people who they think are wronging them. The brothers clearly state who are the bad guys. They do not say, you know, it's the lesbians or anything like that. They, they say nothing about someone's particular way of life. They state that it's the criminals the ones who actually do harm to society. That's who they but go that's after. not what happens in real life when people get this mentality. Re regardless of real life, there's a conversation when they're all at the dinner table where Rocco calls Connor out and says, anybody you think is evil? And Connor says, yes. And Rocco calls him out and says, don't you think that's a little bit psycho? It's not necessarily that they're only going after criminals. They're going who after whoever they judge as evildoers, which initially can start off as a, as a, as a fine goal. Sure. And then you start to wonder where your judgment of evil comes from and whether you have the moral authority, whether you experienced a dream or message from God or not to deliver that judgment. I'm not debating that. Okay. <laughs> I'm just pointing but that in the out. Movie, like, it clearly states, they clearly state that they're going after criminals period end of discussion and yes there is that moment where Rocco calls out Norman Reedus's character about being like psycho but he then does help them take out there's a moment they could have killed the wife when they go after that crazy dude at the uh, poker house they didn't he didn't shoot the girl uh, his girlfriends or whoever they were threatening yes but he was in a panic state because he was dealing with the fact that he just murdered three people in broad daylight not in the right state of mind. Yet he still doesn't hit, or they still don't hurt any women, because you have El Duch who comes in, who says, no women, no children. So you know there's a line that they won't kill women or children. There's that line. This also, like, if, if your biggest gripe with the McManus brothers is the, the beginning with dealing with the lesbian, because they don't deal any, they don't. It's not, it's not my biggest problem but it's the beginnings of the problem and it's in so, the, Mike, it's let, like me the Mike let me ask you this Mike let me ask you this let me ask you this you're working you're training someone you see her you the person is like you're jawsing with your friends you're bantering between colleagues and just calling some bullshit and just having fun person ends up kicking the person in the nuts would you help your friend out by punch your your friend out by punching the person who gets assaulted your friend? 
No, because I don't punch people. Period. These brothers do. They protect one another. I know my, I, I've been in fights where my brother has jumped in and helped because that's what you do with your brother. You do it with your friends. You protect. You get their back. All right, let's go with the movie. What, what is another gripe you have with it? I, 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 I want to know. So okay, the movie starts. First of all, these brothers, these brothers are untouchable. You, you never know why. They kill two people, come into the police station. I, I have another problem as, and this is movie. Like this isn't moral. This is movie wise. But there's a scene where they're about to get murdered by these Russian mobsters. Yes. And Sean Patrick Flanagan jumps off the Flannery. roof of like a 10 story building in an action movie. That's fine. Like when you're in an action movie and you're breaking the laws of physics all the time, fine. You want to run across the tops of trees. You want to punch people out the window. You know, you want to do all that shit that happens once that, that this guy jumps off of the roof of a 10 story building or whatever and lands on a guy. Those guys are both dead period because like breaking the laws of physics only happens that once. And it, it just bugged me as far as it being a movie goes, but that scene also, they kill two people. They go into the police station and the police are just fine with them. They are running this place. Everybody thinks this is great. Oh, because they're taking these, out the trash that they can. These do. are cops. They are not cool with with vigilante justice. If nothing else, they would put these two in a holding cell and keep them there until their trial. But that's not what happens. These two are palling around with these fucking cops. Well, Mike, hold on. The first murder, the first killing was in self-defense. Because those two guys came into their apartment, attacked both of them, yes, and were going you, to kill him. But the cops don't know this. Because all they know is that these two killed two people. And there's no trial there's no they know nothing they killed two russian mobsters who cares no, they it, it plays an important people. part you're not going to be palling around with the cops after you just killed two people that's not how it works why are these have, two have you killed why two are these and... two immune from any sort of punishment at all there i think what there is to say is there's a disparity between what is portrayed on film and the tone that the script and stuff on film goes to because it's portrayed at least in the first half until Oduce shows up that it's a it's like a little bit it's a little bit madcap you have a physics thing you have the comedy falling out of the air vent you have the comedy comedy with the cat which I have my own issue with and then you will also have this movie trying to provide very very sincere wish fulfillment to people who think society needs to be cleaned up and the law can't do it. And the movie in the end does seem to side with the idea that these brothers are in the right, which 
is a little bit of an issue in my mind. And I think that kind of plays because the beginning sets it up to be like, this is a little wacky. And then it gets very serious at about the halfway point. But that wackiness never really returns. And it becomes a relatively sincere like advocate for, you know, vigilante justice can probably do the job. And I think the issue, the issue with that particular falling scene is that and it happens once. I suspect there was some attempt at ambiguity as to whether God's providence was protecting the brothers because that's part of the film. But we don't have a whole lot of other, like, the characters don't ever question that in the movie. And I never question later on, like, we're really lucky that we're two schlubs who work at a meatpacking plant and our idiot friend who's a courier. And I think that's part of my issues that stem with how this movie presents itself is that the tonal disparity is really, really pretty pronounced. And that's a problem with the writing of the movie. Yeah, because it's, and I, it's Troy I Duffy's did, first and probably only movie that he came out with. And I did do you and you said, oh, did you look up what Troy Duffy was thinking when he unfortunately for you, I did. And this is an absolutely 100 percent sincere. He's saying. The cops aren't going to do anything. The law can't protect you take the law into your own hands. That's what he says this movie is about. He's you know saying, why? take the law into you know your what, own what, hands. Do you know why he said that? Yeah, because of whatever happened, they pulled a woman out of, like, who OD'd out of his apartment building, and he saw this. Well, this is what the interview that I saw. So hmm. if he said something else different... Uh, oh, he saw a woman OD like they saw them pull her body out of the apartment that he was living in. And he said, oh, the cops aren't going to do anything. And no, it's they robbed her. She died and they robbed her. That's what happened. OK, that's what made him write this movie, saying that the cops are the cops and the criminals are the bad guys because they don't do anything. The criminals are bad because obviously criminal activity. The cops are bad because they don't do anything. Further proving that they don't do anything is the fact that they're celebrating the brothers. And at the end of the movie, he's they've turned three police officers and an FBI agent over to their side, showing that their justice, their vigilante justice, is also agreeable by the police. That's what yeah, they're saying. And I agree. The police are useless. But Again, you can't let people take out whoever they feel like is wrong because when you are allowed to take out whoever you think is wrong, people have all sorts of crazy ideologies about what's wrong. You know, especially Catholics. When you get the Catholics like this, and your faith is strong, and you're saying, these people are wrong, these people are sinners, these people deserve to die, that's when you get shootings in mosques, and you get shootings in gay nightclubs, and you get shootings in, you know, synagogues. Those things happen in real life because people think it's okay to kill whoever they think is wrong. I don't understand what you like refuse to get through your head about this because 
this is what this movie is telling us. And this is what people in real life are doing. They have done these things. They are killing people that they think are wrong and they do it. And this movie is saying that's okay to do. I know that they don't particularly say, oh, go kill gay people. They're saying, oh, let's kill these Russian mobsters. But the the thinking of this movie is kill who you think is wrong. And that's what happens. So you're saying this movie is the reason those things are happening. No, but this movie is saying that it's okay for those things to happen. And this is not my theory. Troy Duffy said in interviews, and this movie is explicitly saying it's okay to kill people who you think are wrong. It's been said by the writer and director, and it's, it's what is said in this movie. Period. There's not Russian mobsters everywhere. People think that people are wrong everywhere. So you get this country with a bunch of guns thinking it's okay to kill people who they think are wrong. And what happens is these mass shootings that happen all the time in this country. Okay. And that's what this movie is telling me. And that's why I have Help. such a problem with this movie. Besides the fact that the movie's like boring, it's poorly made. There's nothing to look at. And it's ugly as shit. Um, like as a movie, this thing is horrible. You said that this thing was horrible as a movie. <laughs> I said it was bad. So I as a movie, horrible. this thing is terrible. The message is terrible. The characters are terrible. I don't understand what you see in this movie because I know you as a better person than this movie. This movie is for 15-year-old shithead Reddit kids that, you know, are are like edgelord kids. And I know you to be better than that. That's why this is so frustrating for me. Fair, fair. The fact that it's a completely stupid and horrible movie can still make it a, a movie. Let's go. Brandon says the movie was fun. The movie, the movie allows me to suspend my disbelief of the real world. That is the job of a movie, to suspend disbelief. Correct? Would you agree with that? A movie's job is to suspend disbelief. An yeah, entertainment but that's, movie. But that's not what this movie is. Hold on. No. To you. No, no, it's no. Not. No, to Mike, the Mike. person who made this movie, he says that this is not what this is. This isn't a I dumb... don't give a fuck what he thinks. Mike, he does say I'm it's, a it's grown ass man. I can make decisions on my own. So when some other motherfucker says, hey, this movie is about this, and I go, you know what? No, I see it as this. It's the same thing when I was in high school writing papers on books. I don't know what the, the the writer was thinking at the time, and I'm giving my interpretation of this movie, this my interpretation of the book. So th- for me, this interpretation of this movie is I'm finally seeing people take out the criminals, and I mean criminals, meaning people who kill 
rob, steal, all the bad things in society, because that's what the story is. They're taking out the bad people in society, the, where society is deemed that they're, they're in the wrong. They broke laws, they die. End of discussion, because at the end of the movie, when they do kill the do, Papa John, they say, don't do bad, like robbing, cheating, stealing, all that stuff. Murdering. Murdering. Like they're doing this entire movie? They never said that they were perfect. They never said they were perfect. The media portrays them as doing something good. Thank you, Justin. So is Justin an edgelord? Yeah. He has, he has an anime podcast. That's yeah. Kind I, of I mean, I know Justin and I would have never said anything other than like, I knew Justin before this show and I would have never said that he was anything. Irish. But an By the way, just, they're Irish brothers. They're not Scottish. <laughs> oh, whoops. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's uh, they're Irish brothers. Um, we'll just add Irish. Scotland and Ireland to the list of people that don't listen to our podcast. <laughs> Actually, no, there, I have people in Ireland that listen because I have friends. There. Okay. <laughs> So they may be a little, I had to correct that. Um, but Mike, if you're not able, like I understand, I, I fully understand where you're coming from. Okay, I fully, fully 100% understand that to you, this movie states that killing people that you think is wrong is okay. Mm -hmm. Fully understand that. However, as a grown ass person who's watching this movie and watched it when I was still growing. Yeah, so did I. And I, and I like I, I saw it like maybe a few months after it came out on theater when it was on DVD. That's when I th saw it. So back in '99, however old I was, I think it was like 19. I think I watched it and I realized shooting people, <laughs> shooting people is wrong. I know shooting people is wrong because I grew up in a society that stated shooting people is bad. So I knew watching this movie that shooting people is wrong. I also knew that the ventilation system in all buildings are not that big to fit two people fighting. So I was able to realize, oh, this is a movie. It's not real life. You have to look at the person who wrote the movie. You need to want, understand where they're coming from, they're, they're where they were from. He lived in a life that dealt with criminality, dealt with the stupidity. He was fed up and wanted to make a movie which reflected his views. Was it the best movie? No, we all agree. I'm pretty sure, I'm not gonna put words in Dylan's mouth, but I'm pretty sure Dylan, you think this is a shit movie, right? <laughs> and it's fine, uh, you won't insult me. It's not, it's not good. I don't particularly enjoy watching it. <laughs> there you go, that's fine. It's not, um, it's not a good movie, whatever. And I find it, it I don't think it's aged well. Even though I know I did not particularly enjoy it when I watched it in high school, I still I don't think it's aged particularly well. You want to talk about the cat scene? <laughs> no, absolutely I don't. Because there's a lesson kill a cat in it, and it's it's played off as a joke. Anytime you see when, a wait, dog wait, wait. death, anytime you see a dog death in a movie, it has this huge weight to it. This is a wacky scene where they accidentally shoot a cat and then they talk a whole bunch of shit about it to the cat's owner later. I do not want to talk about this. It is played off as a joke and it fucking sucks. So what's next week's movie? 
Uh, Monday is Monday. Idiocracy. It's Justin's number two. And on the 15th, we're watching The Raid. I think we need you to said what's next in this movie. Oh, in no, this said, movie. What's, next said, what's next week? Oh, what's, what's next, next week's week? movie? Yeah. <clears throat> because continuing this movie... Uh... Well, Justin, Justin Wallace is making a fair point. Nobody in the real boys has aged particularly well. But we're still beautiful in our own way. That's very true. That is very true. true. No, Phil, I can. I understand where you're coming from with this movie. I had a lot of friends in high school who lauded this movie as like the coolest thing they've ever seen, and I I get it. I understand the wish fulfillment aspect of this, where you're frustrated with how things are handled. Justice wise, I am, and on occasion, every once in a while, not to get political, we just had this like big paper leak about all the rich people doing stuff. It's like on occasion, it's like man. They are kind of outside the normal reach of things. But I think this movie goes a little too far for my taste in justifying the vigilante violence, which is, in my opinion, I think the easy way out of things. Um, But I, I get it, dude. It, like watching a movie that you watched a long time ago and then defending it, I've had to do that. <laughs> it's not great. Just saying, solidarity between people with uh, some questionable taste on occasion. I just didn't put any of them in my top five, Michael. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I did. And here's the thing. Uh, I know that Phil did say before, like, we, we were talking and it was like, oh, I saw this movie at this point in my life and this was happening and I have good memories tied to this movie. And I get that. But like with a clockwork orange the first book that my wife when we started dating gave me was a clockwork orange she said read this i love this book and i said cool i'm gonna read this book and i did and i really liked it and then we watched the movie and you know we sat there and we watched the movie and it was great it was like very early in our relationship so it was you know it was a wonderful time but when we rewatched A Clockwork Orange for this podcast, we both sort of just sat there and we looked at each other and said, wow, you know, I can see why we like this when we were shithead 25 year olds. But this is this is horrible. This is painful to watch now because we grew as people. Like. I I did defend A Clockwork Orange more than I should have because that was at the very beginning of this show. I did not know what this show was. I don't I didn't know what it was going to turn into, so I felt like I needed to defend my pick. I have since said that is a terrible movie. Nobody should watch that thing. It like it doesn't age well. I don't need you to tell me that that the stuff that you have attached to this movie isn't good. I just need you to tell me that like this movie is not good and the message is not good and nothing about this movie is good because this is one of those movies that whether you think it is or not, it is expressly saying that killing people who you think are wrong 
is good. Like that's what the good guys do. And that sucks. And Troy Arnold Duffy, Schwarzenegger did it in 90% of his movies. And he's yeah. celebrated. There's there's something different about a movie where it again it breaks the laws of physics when it goes way over the top like a Schwarzenegger movie or a Stallone movie or a Van Damme movie or a Kurt Russell movie. This is over that, the top. It is it's over the not, top. It's not, though. There's one thing that's over the top. Otherwise, it's very grounded in reality. Like, this stuff can and does happen. This is not an over-the-top action movie. This is an action movie that's grounded in reality with the message, do this. That's what this movie is. Like the fact that you're sitting here defending this because you feel like it's not that, even though it is expressly that is very frustrating. So Mike, everybody has different interpretations of a movie, right? Or seeing something Mike, regardless of what the writer or director said, I can interpret something completely different. Correct. You can, but this movie is not open to interpretation. This movie is a thing. It's saying that these guys are right. And to that these criminals. guys... What's that? To kill criminals. Yeah, by committing crimes of murder. How else are you supposed to take care of criminals when the justice system fails? Batman does it all the time. And look at his repeative of offenders coming out and repeating the crimes again and again and again. You see his son, actually, there's a, there is a full arc in Batman talking about this with his son, killing the, killing your villains, taking them out so that they don't hurt society, taking on the responsibility and the pain that it comes with killing and taking another person's life. They know they're not in the right. They really don't, don't want to kill, but they want to clean up their city. Because they're fed up of the criminals running the city. That's why they're doing it. That's my interpretation of this movie, Michael. So they become the criminals who are running the city. That's why they go on the lam, because they know murder is wrong. But they so want to stop criminals from hurting more people. So, so they take on the responsibility. So they go on the lam, and then what happens? Another criminal organization comes and takes back over the city. So it's either the Russian mafia them who are criminals running the city or they, they leave and people? then another wait, wait, criminal Mike, organization fills the void mike are they hurting innocent people not yet that's how that's how the mafia starts the mafia, well, the mafia starts... already st always was a criminal organization yeah it was, it was never started as hey let's be just friends and you know take care of our people no it was uh, uh, we're gonna uh, crush anybody who doesn't agree with us yeah like the boondock saints do boondock saints are at the moment taking out criminals yeah at the moment you can't future size what they're going to do in the future mike can because i can't future tell the future of what you're going to do in 20 minutes 30 minutes 40 minutes from now so you can't i'm going to go to work in 40 minutes Okay, now I can futurize that you're going to go to work. You're going to bitch at your, you're going to tell people at work that you talked about this movie, which is a piece of shit movie, in your opinion. And how a person in Canada was defending the movie because he was looking at it and interpreted the movie differently than you. 
and differently than the actual writer director, because I am allowed to have an opinion that is completely different. I look at this movie completely differently than you and Troy Duffy, because I'm looking at it as two brothers who are together trying to clean up their city because they're fed up of the inefficiency of the justice department. And then the why are they hanging out with all these cops? They don't. The they, only scene they, that they're hanging out with the cops is at the very beginning when they go in to just tell their story. They walk themselves into it expecting that they're going to get in trouble because they realize what they did was wrong. And when they talk with Schmecker and they explain what happens, Schmecker's like, it's self-defense. So it's a justified homicide. They then take it upon themselves when they have the revelation inside the, inside the prison, in the holding cell, stating, well, it looks like it's from a gift from God. We're justified by the police that we're allowed to kill these criminals because they didn't prosecute us. So we're going on this vigilante justice. Similar to how Batman just takes it upon himself and Batman is celebrated for his vigilante justice. So they go on their, their rampage. They make fun of the fact that Connor picks up a knife. The other brother picks up a rope. They make fun of it and they call it out in the movie. They say, this is like some James Bond shit. They call out the stupidities of the actions in the movie. So again, they're calling out the ridiculousness of the movie inside the movie. When they talk about the rope and the knife, they call out the stupidity again, showing that this movie is not to be taken serious. That's how I viewed it. And when they were jousting with the, the, the lesbian at the beginning, she struck first. If she can't handle bantering, and yes, we're, they were talking about the rule of thumb, like you, can, you can't hurt anybody with something that big. Was it right? No. But when you're with your friends and you're joking around, you're in a work environment, you, tell, you say things, who fucking cares? Shit happens. Was it right that she kicked him in the nuts, Mike? Was she justified kicking him in the nuts? Yeah. So if since I don't dis I, I disagree with you fully, if I come over and kick you in the nuts, I'm justified then. Because I don't agree with you. Should I, for, should I throw up the banner? No. Yeah, I'm done talking about this movie. Ladies and gentlemen, we reviewed Boondock Saints. Let's just finish this episode because it's there's no point in continuing it. Uh, Dylan, where can we find you? You can find me on all of the Some Nobody stuff, Silicon Angels and CYOP Appeal. And uh, No Time to Binge, where we pretend like we watched an entire TV show and just lie about it viciously for an hour. It's a good time. Listen to that on, uh, I think we're going to Wednesday, Wednesdays Wednesday. now that the hiatus is up. Yeah. Not, uh, not this Wednesday, but next Wednesday, the do, what, 13th? The 13th, yes. 8 yeah. p.m. Tune back in, Eastern. Yeah. Uh, do you want reels? Do you want like a recommend a, a final thought I, on this movie from me? I know Mike's reel is probably negative 10, right, Mike? Oh, I wish. You can't You can't go negative on the show. So zero. I wish I could Zero's go negative. a barrel. Zero is Bottom low. So forever. Mike's got low. I'm guessing yours is probably around the one to two. If I'm not mistaken. No, I'd, I'd probably give this a four. Um, 
because I think structurally there's something fun going on with the writing where you don't see any of the crime going on. You see them reconstruct it, and then Willem Dafoe is inserted into the action. I think that's a fun concept. Um, there are a few moments where I'm kind of like, you're going for something and you almost hit it. Like, I don't know. There, there are a few, there are a few moments where I'm not wholly like disinterested in it. It's just, I just don't know that there's much to this for me. Just on like a, on a, beyond the concept. Like I wish that, cause I like Memento. Memento's in my top five. So seeing a crime movie where like everything's kind of told out of order and you see people kind of figure out how to do that. That's a really fun idea. And I understand the fantasy element, like the, the wish fulfillment. Yeah. Uh, let's go. Brandon says, let's only review musicals for now on. No, oh I, I mean, God. I'm no. off. I'm off the show. If we're only talking about musicals, I'm, I'm in. done. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm fully in agreement with the guy below me. Uh, we'll if talk it's about musicals, I'm, I'm fucking off. out. Yeah. No, if, if it's just musicals, <laughs> I'm, I'm out. Cool. Uh, we'll mark Michael down as N.A., which uh, no, no. brings... It zero. Zero? zero. He's allowed? Right. Yeah, I don't okay. care. Because I know Come... this movie isn't for everybody. And the reason... So, Michael, how did you choose your top five? I just, I'm just i interested in knowing how you choose your top five movies. And it's no judgment. I'm, I'm just curious. I did factor in um, the feelings that I had with the movies. Okay. But also... And yeah, my number five, I hadn't watched it in almost 20 years and that was a mistake. So I made sure that the rest of them, I, I, I like a movie that tells a cohesive story. I like a movie that, you know, it, it doesn't feel too long. I like a, a well edited movie, something that that's nice to look at. And also, I don't feel like it's wasting my time. This feels like it wastes a lot of my time. The directing is not good. Like, it, it's an ugly movie that's not nice to look at. And it wastes a lot of my time by doing a lot of pointless stuff. As a movie, like, my feelings about it aside, as a movie, this thing is ugly. It's pretty boring like for an action movie it's boring the action isn't framed well like it the even the action is kind of boring it, it fails on every single count of why i would enjoy a movie a hundred percent of it is a failure for me Con considering that i asked how you rated your list I'm I, I'm I'm surprised that you brought in this movie. I, I'm just asking. I was curious how you judged your top five. Like, how did you pick your top five? What criteria did you point? How much we I, were given? Yeah, we were given much, zero criteria. Yeah, like, we were it, giving zero criteria. Yeah, it's, and that's why I want to know what criteria did, that you use to judge uh, put your movies out. In I your top. I five. said. I said if it doesn't waste my time, if it looks nice, and if it has a cohesive story, and this does none of those things. Okay, cool. Where can we find you, Michael? Um, I am on Jack Billings Presents uh, Haunted Apartment Complex every Tuesday. Those come out. Um, I love this terrible game every other Friday. Generation Clash every other Thursday. Um, no Time to Binge. Like Dylan said, every other Wednesday. 
and um, this October, every day, quick cuts, uh, where I review horror movies, horribly violent movies that I absolutely love for the most part. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, if if you're looking for an over-the-top action movie, like, watch The Raid, watch Dread, watch watch the protector like there's a lot of fun over the top violent action movies this is neither fun nor full of action fine i'm phil better podcast mogul you can find me at podcaster phil better or one of my many podcasts, Investing Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast, where I talk with digital entrepreneurs who actually make six to seven figures yearly. You can find me on Investing Yourself, the podcast series, where I help people make better podcasts as well as interview podcasters from around the world as well. Oh, thank you for the uh, pretty cool guy. Thank you. Uh, I don't like to toot my own horn, but I am a pretty cool guy myself um, with questionable movie tastes, uh, according to to some. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is The Real Boys. We come out every Monday and sometimes Fridays where we review our top five movies of eight people and sometimes agree with if the movie's good or bad and sometimes agree that the movie's bad but still enjoyable. Um, and every Friday or every other Friday we review other movies. I want to thank everybody here for giving their opinions and I appreciate it. Thank you and have a great night. Appreciate you as well, Phil. Everybody oh, I didn't appreciate you. I'm appreciating the fans. <laughs> oh, okay. Never mind. I'm going to run the credits now. All right.